0: So occasionally I wonder if this kind of stuff I'm teaching on Tips for Lawyers is already pretty much out there. You know, people might know about it already, people might implement it already, people might have taken responsibility for it already. And then, like this week, I read ridiculous nonsense like a particular article put in Lawyers Weekly, and I realise that we are, as always, a long cry from the ideal circumstance this is the Tips for Lawyers podcast. My name is Chris Hargraves and this is episode 28. You can find a link to that article, which is going to be the topic for today, as well as to any other links for this particular episode in the show notes at tipsforlawyers.com slash podcast 28. If you haven't done it already, I do encourage you also to jump onto tipsforlawyers.com, check out the Essentials Library. I've redesigned it as a course. It's looking pretty good. It's looking user-friendly and you can get some really good information. You can also get a nice pricey through the many, many articles that are on Tips for Lawyers. So check that out. TipsforLawyers.com, the homepage has all the information you'll need and it is free and you can sign up to it today. So who bears the onus? That is the topic of discussion for today. I'm doing this on the fly in my lunch break because someone helpfully pointed me to the article and it kind of annoyed me, so I thought I'd swiftly record a podcast about it. Essentially, what the article was about was the result of a particular survey. Now, the survey itself was about uh, a variety of different things. It was a survey of managing partners, and they in particular were having a talk, at least for the purposes of this article, about hiring graduates And here is the quote from the article. Clients do not want to pay for us to train their juniors, one managing partner told the survey. We think that the days of low partner utilisation and large team leverage are under serious threat. So, here's another one from the same article. Valuable legal advice comes with experience. And... The last one, interestingly enough, junior lawyers are going to need to develop a different set of skills from the past to find a new way of providing a new service to a law firm. So, what have we got? We've got a bunch of managing partners and higher ranked senior lawyers in law firms saying, you are on your own. Congratulations. Go and skill up. Get those skills. We're not going to tell you what the skills are, and we're not going to tell you why You know, you need them, or what benefit they do, and we're not going to tell you how to get them, but it's your problem. You need to go and get the skills. Now, if ever I wonder why I do what I do at Tips for Lawyers, articles like that well and truly solidify in my mind why I do it. It is that kind of attitude that is frankly remarkable to me. But there is some truth in it. I am a big fan of taking responsibility for what happens and you, if you are a law student or for that matter a junior lawyer, cannot rest on your laurels. If you've ever looked at my about page at Tips for Lawyers, then you will see that I have focused on the question, what's next? Because that is what you should be asking. Your education does not end with your university degree. You are at that point, at the beginning of your career, ready to take the first step. And so, both towards the end of your university degree, if not sooner, and immediately after you need to be asking yourself, what am I going to do next that is going to help me add value to my firm? Now, clearly, the prevailing attitude of at least those managing partners who took part in the survey that I just quoted from have a view that you are on your own, and I'll come back to that in a minute, but the reality is this you may need to do things on your own. You may need to learn on your own. You may need to get books on your own, read, implement, and start doing things without the expectation that it is going to be delivered up to you. And this is where university education has done you a serious disservice. It has taught you that you can get by by doing what you were told and then moving on to the next step. And by the way, you're also told what the next step is. And this is where real life starts to diverge from what, in fact, you find in university. There is no person telling you what's next. The managing partner is not going to tell you that you are not valuable. They're just simply not going to hire you. Or, worse, they're going to get rid of you if you're not valuable. So, in a sense, you should be on a quest to determine what it is you need to do, what it is you need to work on, what skills you need to establish in order to become valuable to your firm. Now... Does that mean, as was said in the article, that managing partners of law firms should simply take no part in that training? I think the answer is a resounding no. I think partners and senior lawyers within law firms have an obligation to train young lawyers in the skills that that firm sees as valuable. Now why is that? It's that for a few reasons. Firstly, when the process of Articles of Clarkshire was abolished, the way in which young lawyers were trained became very different. And I should say that the firms weren't necessarily shouting at the time that that shouldn't happen and that the practical legal training course should replace the articles of clerkship, at least in Australia. I know articles still exist in some other places. But the firms, in fact, at that time were fairly happy with it. You know why? It's because they got people that they could describe as solicitor and they could charge them out at a higher rate while still informing the person that they were only worth a small amount of money in terms of salary, because, after all, they weren't that much better than someone who had just graduated. So, in what is, to my mind, a monumental aspect of hypocrisy, the managing partners are still now finding that the practical legal training system is not delivering to them lawyers who are competently able, being admitted as lawyers, to actually discharge their duties. But that's No real surprise. And it's interesting that the managing partners is sort of blaming it on the clients. They seem to think that the pressures of client value and cost are the relevant triggers here to say we shouldn't have to train junior lawyers because we simply can't absorb the cost. And frankly, that's ridiculous. Every opportunity is a chance to train. Every matter is a chance to train. Every letter, every discussion, every meeting is an opportunity to train young lawyers in the skills that you will find valuable. And part of the reason that you can't expect law students or newly admitted lawyers to take this responsibility entirely on their own shoulders is because, quite frankly, every law firm is going to put value on different things. Sure, there are some underlying essential skills, and that's why I talked about the essentials course at the start of this podcast, because that is designed, in a sense, to give you a good overview of what the essential skills of an up-and-coming lawyer should be. And that is why I developed the course, because identifying those skills is the first step in working on them, and I have given you some practical advice in there too about some things that you can actually do. However, each law firm, when you drill down into more detail, into greater specificity, is going to have itself a different hierarchy of needs. They're going to value different things more than others. They are, in fact, going to have a burden on the young lawyer to work harder in some aspects than others. There are some firms who will value your ability to work in a team. There are some values that will be focused upon working by yourself. There are some who will be enamored with your ability to speak publicly. Others will focus more on your ability to write a letter. Perhaps... You need to be able to deal directly with clients, or perhaps you do not. Perhaps you need to have an understanding of business, but perhaps you need to focus more on your emotional intelligence. These all depend on the areas you're working in, and frankly, if you're at the very start of your career, you may not be totally decided on that yet. So, the law student or the young lawyer cannot take the total responsibility, they must take some, and to my mind, doing something in that area is better than doing nothing. However, the law firm must also take some responsibility for it. Now, there is, of course, a third player in this particular story, and that is university. And I have ranted about this before, and I will rant about it again. Universities are not doing their jobs. It's as simple as that. They are not delivering anything even vaguely close to a functional lawyer. And in particular, the lack of change to the law degree since the article system was replaced by PLT in Australia has been terrible. If you are going to pay 50, 60, 70 or more thousand dollars for a degree, it had better be more useful to you than what a law degree currently is, because frankly, they are terrible. They are stuck in an area where they are teaching things that have been taught for hundreds of years in seminar and assignment style environments. They offer no commercial reality of any kind. They do not teach young students exactly what they need to know. They do not put people in environments that are anything resembling legal practice. They do not teach people the emotional skills that are required. They do not teach people the business skills that are required. At the end of the day, you are paying upwards in the high six figures in some cases for a degree that entitles you to start learning how to be a lawyer. Now, that was a very long rant, and I will say this, there are some fundamentals that universities need to teach you. I'm not against teaching law, they need to teach law. You need to know about contract and equity and personal injuries and some constitutional law and some criminal law and these foundational areas. But for those of you who've been in practice for a few more years now, answer me this, how much of what you learned in university is still applicable to what you do on a day-to-day basis? After all, the majority of what you do is not actually relevant to what you have learned in university. And you may need to learn a brand new area of law. You may need to do research. You may need to upskill as you go. But that is what university is teaching you, is how to learn more. It is too focused on what I'm going to call Googleable knowledge, and it has not come even close to getting up to speed with how law firms function and what law firms actually want when it comes to young lawyers. And for a time, I was prepared to give the universities a certain amount of leeway here and a certain amount of grace, but... Frankly, this has been a known issue for years and years and years, and for as long as law students are prepared to pay the veritable fortune to universities, and as long as everyone still thinks law is a well-paying, respectable career in which they can simply coast along, then universities are not going to change. There is no pressure at any level for universities to change. So, where does this leave us? It leaves us in a situation where it is, in fact, ...a burden on all of the players. Law students need to have a certain amount of hustle. They need to work outside the confines of their degree. You cannot expect that your degree will provide you with everything you need. Likewise, law firms need to take their part and responsibility properly. The half-baked attempt at training that some firms do is frankly pathetic... There are very few senior lawyers prepared to take the time and proper effort it takes to actually train young lawyers properly, and as a result, all you end up with is people complaining, saying that it's someone else's problem, which is precisely what we saw in the Lawyer's Weekly article quotes that I read out before. And finally, universities need to take their part two. They need to break down their course to zero and rebuild it from scratch actually getting participation from industry stakeholders, because what they are doing is not working. And in 10, 20, 30 years time, it is going to be a pile of rubble if they don't start getting their act together. That is the Tips for Lawyers podcast for today. You can find links to the articles and other resources that I mentioned at tipsforlawyers.com podcast 28. And I will see you next time.